You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can follow along with the notes for this message and get better connected with our church by visiting church2911.com connect. This summer at 2911, we're looking back at some of the iconic movies of the 1980s. This week, we go under the sea with a quick message from The Little Mermaid. First of all, does, can anybody tell me what this is? A what? <laughs> you know what this is? And nobody guessed fork. I guess because everybody out there yelled dinglehopper over here real big, right? So a dinglehopper. So, okay, in case you don't know what this is, let me introduce you to Scuttle, all right? Scuttle will tell you what this is. Scuttle, look what we found. Yeah, we're in the sunken ship, and it was really creepy. Human stuff, huh? Hey, let me see. This is special. This is very, very unusual. What? What is it? It's a dingle hopper. Humans use these little babies to straighten their hair out. See, just a little twirl here and a yank there, and boy, oh, like. Yeah, I got an aesthetically pleasing configuration of hair that humans go nuts over. <laughs> a dingle hopper. What about that one? Ah, this. I haven't seen in years. This is wonderful. A bandit, bulbous, snarflat. Oh. Now, the snarflat dates back to prehistorical times when humans used to sit around and stare at each other all day. Got very boring. So, they invented this snarflat to make fine music. Allow me. Music. <coughs> it's... Concert? Oh my gosh, my father's gonna kill me. Concert was today? Maybe you can make a little planner out of it or something. Uh, I'm sorry. I've gotta go. Thank you, Skettle. Anytime, sweetie. Okay, did y'all look around and see if anybody used their, their dingle hopper this morning to make their, to do with their hair up? I don't see anybody with a dingle hopper uh, hairdo this morning. Uh, so, okay, so you probably have, some of you probably have friends like Scuttle, right? You have any friends like Scuttle that even if they don't know something, they'll make something up just so you think they know something? I mean, yeah, you know, some of you are sitting by somebody like that right now, aren't you? Yeah. And so, you know, we have to be careful sometimes. We have to be careful sometimes because some people will do that. I mean, I've got, I've got friends like that, and they'll just make stuff up. I, I know they do. And they'll make stuff up because they want everybody to believe they know everything. You know, it's like they're always wanting to uh, kind of come up with something, come up with something new. New is more important than truth, that kind of thing. Listen, Paul ended up in the Bible, Paul ended up in a city full of people like Scuttle, the bird there, who just made stuff up, okay? So let's read one little verse of Scripture right here. Acts chapter 17, verse 21. Everyone who lived in Athens looked for opportunities to tell or hear something new and unusual, and unusual and you know that's the way there's a lot of people like that today I mean truth isn't what people are looking for they're looking for something new looking for something unusual and so kids let me let me start here with kids let me just say that that's why we have to be really careful we must be careful who we're listening to and who we're letting tell tell stuff to us we got to be careful about that but I'm not just talking to kids I'm talking to all of us 
we need to be careful who we're listening to and people are telling because people will make stuff up and just to sometimes just to prove themselves to be uh, more intellectually uh, uh, superior to us than, than everybody else and so people like that so I'm not just talking to kids I'm talking to Facebook I'm talking to all of us right is that we need to be careful who we're listening to we must be careful who we're listening to and, and you know God wants us to make sure that we do have truth that we're not just accepting anything because there's all kinds of stuff being said out there and God wants to make sure that we we uh, do know truth and so you know what God did for us God gave us people that we can ask questions of God put us in relationships so that when we don't know the answer you know we've got people to ask I mean we when we we hear something we need to ask the question does this measure up and listen again I'm not just talking to kids I'm talking to some of you because some of the stuff that that I hear you come up with every once in a while I have to challenge I I have to throw back at you you know wait wait a minute Did the scripture really say that we've got to ask that question of ourselves it may sound good it may sound like something that warms our soul but it's got to line up with scripture it's got to line up with truth oh, we need we need to dismiss it and when you can't find that out then you need to ask somebody and God has put people like that in our lives okay and you know who some of those people are well let's look at somebody else let me introduce you to Ariel's dad okay and Ariel and her dad Triton they had they had a little bit of a contentious relationship for most of the movie all right and that's actually I had a couple of parents say that's the problem they had with this movie and, you know and I said but you know what the, the movie in that way is a little bit like real life is because no relationships are perfect right no relationships are perfect and there are always going to be issues and things, but that's what life is about, is working through those issues. It's figuring those things out. And yet, Dad didn't get it right. Ariel definitely didn't get it right. But they have to work through those things. Okay, so let's introduce you to Triton here for just a second. I just don't know what we're going to do with you, young lady. Daddy, I'm sorry. I just forgot. I... As a result of your careless behavior. Careless and reckless behavior. The entire celebration was... Uh... Well, it was ruined. That's all. Completely destroyed. This concert was to be the pinnacle of my distinguished career. No thanks to you, I am the laughing stock of the entire kingdom. But it wasn't her fault. Uh, well, first, uh... Just shark chases. Yeah, yeah. And we tried it, but we couldn't. And he and and we whoa! Oh, and then we were safe. But then the seagull came and it was this is this and that is that. And... Seagull? What? Oh, you went up to the surface again, didn't you? Didn't you? Nothing happened. Oh, Ariel, how many times must we go through this? You could have been seen by one of those barbarians, by, by one of those humans. Daddy, they're not barbarians. They are dangerous. Do you think I want to see my youngest daughter snared by some fish eater's hook? I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child Don't anymore. you take that tone of voice with me, young lady. Well, as long as you live under my ocean, you'll obey my rules. But if you would just listen... Not another word! And I am never, never to hear of you going to the surface again. Is that clear? <sighs> Teenagers, they think they know everything. You give them an inch, they swim all over you. <laughs> Ariel's 16, and uh, 16, that's the age that you know everything, right? Is that when, when it hits? 
you know, I, I think with me, you know, a little bit of that happened because, you know, you get your driver's license. Hey, they think, you know, the, the law thinks I know enough to drive a car, then I ought to know enough about everything. And so we, all of a sudden we know everything. Now, there are plenty of lessons to go around here. There's the lessons to go around for kids. There are lessons to go around for parents, you know. And, uh, yeah, the par you know, dad, he overreacted a little bit, maybe. You know, he overreacted a little bit there. But he knew some things that Ariel didn't know. Because was he wrong? Are, are we not fish eaters? Any fish eaters in the building? Any of you eat fish? Come on, you know. Any of y'all eat fish? Yeah, we're fish eaters, right? And, and so if, if you're a fish, or like a mermaid, like she is, you know, if you're a fish, then humans are dangerous to you, right? So, so uh, he wasn't lying or, or he wasn't overreacting. For her to be seen by a human, you know what could happen? I mean, we've seen other movies like that, right? Or, or we've written other stories like that. And so he wasn't wrong. But, but what, what she was doing, she was looking at him and said, well, he's old-fashioned. His ways are old-fashioned. The things he thinks are old-fashioned. He, he thinks that all humans are that way. Yeah, and all humans aren't that way. But, I, you know, I, I don't know what I'd do this afternoon if I ran across a mermaid, right? You know, but I probably wouldn't treat it maybe like he would want his daughter to be treated. And so he, he knows that there's some stuff that, you know, is dangerous for her, and yet she bucks against that. But God gave us parents on purpose. Because he knew we would need to know things. He knew that when we're kids, especially, we don't know everything that we need to know. Okay, let, let me take you to some scripture right here. This is also the words of Paul in, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 3 verses. It says, children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. Obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. For this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. Now, you see that's in quotes. You know why that's in quotes? Because this is one of the original Ten Commandments. So he's saying, honor your father and mother, because this is one of the, the, the very first commandments God gave us. And this is the first commandment that has a promise attached to it, okay? And he's going to share with us what the promise is, is that if you honor your, your father and mother, if you obey them, here, here's the promise that you get. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you, and you will have a long life on the earth. So God gives us parents. I mean, Parents are God's plan for kids. I mean, that's, that's how God planned this. You know, kids aren't just born in a cabbage patch, you know. They, they don't just happen. I mean, he puts them in the hands of parents. God, God could have done this any way he wanted to do it, but he chose to put kids in the hands of parents. So parents are God's plan for kids. And so kids, when you've got questions, God's given you somebody to ask. When somebody tells you something and you know that doesn't sound right, God's given you parents to ask the question. And when your parents tell you that something is dangerous, they're, they're just being like trite. They want to protect you from things that you don't see and you don't know. But when you start to grow up, that doesn't mean that goes away. That doesn't mean that that's the only people that God has given you because just like just as mentors and friends are God's plans for us as we grow older. So God gives us parents when we're kids and as we're growing up. And then as we begin to get older and, and, and we begin to move out into our own houses and jobs and things, God gives us mentors and friends in the same way he gave, gave us parents. So now I'm not just talking to kids. I'm letting kids know, hey, this is going to happen. I'm talking to you adults too. You know what? I also, I, I hear this a lot. I hear people say, but I don't know who those people are in my life. If you don't know who those people are in your life, let me tell you how to find them. Open your eyes right now and just look to the left, look to the right, look in front of you, look behind you. You're surrounded by people like that right this moment. 
that God has put in your life because you're a part of this church. Most of you are part of 2911. And so being right here, God has put these people around you to be the people that can be mentors to you, can be friends for you. It's the people that, you know, and we all need friends. It doesn't mean that we're not smart enough and we got to have friends. Sometimes, you know, we just get in the middle of a situation and we can't see our way out of it and we just need somebody who can see it from a different perspective. Doesn't mean that they're even smarter than us all the time or that they've had more experience than us. Sometimes it's just having someone who can see a situation from a different perspective. And so God gives us these people. So we never outgrow the need for people in our lives. And so God has put you right here today. And even if you, this isn't your home church, this is your first time here, man, God's put you in the middle of this crowd today. Maybe God is wanting you to connect with someone in this room right now. Maybe that's what God has planned for you. So, so God has put these folks all around you, and, and, and for the rest of your life, you're going to need people. And so reach out to people. Uh, small group's going to kick off in a few more weeks. C join a small group. Connect with somebody. Because none of us can know everything. We need other people, okay? And one more thing. Let me revisit one little thing here before we go past this little part of these connections thing. Is that we never outgrow. Yeah, that last thing right there. We never outgrow that command to honor our parents. No matter how old you get, you never outgrow the command to honor your parents. Okay? You read through Scripture and see what it says. Now listen, I'm 57 years old, all right? I've got my own kids. I've got my own grandkids, you know? <laughs> and so I've, I've got all these people, you know, you know, looking up to me, yet still I have not outgrown the command to honor my parents. They don't tell me how to live my life every day of the week now like they may have used to when I was a little kid. But when they talk to me, I'm still under the command to honor them. So I'm really not talking about the kids here right now. I'm talking to you adults. Is we never outgrow the command to honor those. Because, you know, and like that old saying, have you ever, ever heard it? The older I get, the wiser my parents become. The more I realize how much they knew that I thought I knew and I didn't know, and I learn more and more of that every day. Okay, last little clip I want to show you today. And this is also about Titan and Ariel. And it's not so much part of their relationship, but it's part of where she gets herself in trouble and Dad takes care of it. Oh, little princess, it's not you I'm after. I've a much bigger fish to... Ursula, stop! <laughs> Why, King Triton? <laughs> How are you? Let her go. Not a chance, Triton. She's mine now. We made a deal. Daddy, I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't mean to. I didn't know. <laughs> you see? The contract's legal, binding, and completely unbreakable, even for you. Of course, I always was a girl with an eye for a bargain. The daughter of the great sea king is a very precious commodity. But I might be willing to make an exchange for someone even better. Now, do we have a deal? Ha! It's done then! No! Oh, no! Your Majesty. Daddy? Wow. 
Wow, that's pretty heavy, isn't it? But that's exactly the kind of thing that any parent would do for their child. So kids, when, when you know you, you have that commandment that you're supposed to honor and obey and respect your parents, understand that's part of why it's because they would do anything for you. They'd step into your place when you make bad decisions, do everything they can to help you out in those situations. That's why you need to honor and respect what they've done. It's because they would do that. That's, that's the kind of thing that, that any dad or any mom would do for their kids, even when they make a big, huge mistake like that. But, and this isn't quite the climax of the movie because, you know, he, he, he sets his daughter free, but there are some other mermaids and mermen that also need to be set free. And even Triton himself, now he needs to be set free. Okay, so this isn't really the full climax, climax because some others need to be set free. So the reason I, I point that out to you is this is the kind of thing that a parent would do for their child, but more than one child needs to be set free today. More than one adult needs to be set free today. So what this reminds me of is it reminds me what Triton did for his daughter reminds me of what Jesus Christ did for everybody. What he did for everybody because he stepped into not just one or two people's place, he stepped into everybody's place. All the sin that we've created, he stepped into the, the, our place to forgive all of our sin. I got some scripture for you on that too. Just a reminder right here, 1 Peter 3, 18. Jesus never sinned, but Jesus died for sinners to bring you safely home to God. Just like it wasn't Triton's mistake. He didn't do it. He wasn't the one that messed up, but he stepped in for her in the same way Jesus stepped in for you. He never sinned. But he stepped in for you to bring you home safely to God. He stepped in for me, for you, for all of us to do that. When Jesus died on the cross, you know, I, I, I was thinking there are three things he did. When he died on the cross, there are three things, you know, probably more of that. But for today, here are these three things. He, he forgave your sin. You know, when you do something wrong, you have to, you got to pay a penalty for that. So, something bad's going to happen because you do something wrong. You know, there's a, there's a penalty. There's a punishment. Something bad will happen. When you do something bad, something bad's going to grow out of that. So, 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 first, so first off, that's what he does is he pays that. You don't have to pay for that sin anymore because Jesus died for your sin. You don't have to pay for that sin anymore. Secondly, uh, you know, we sometimes look at God. I think some people do like people look at Triton about him being a bad guy, you know, oh, he's just mad and mad at her and all the, all the time it just seems like he's mad at her. Some people think that's the way God is. Is it because we've messed up, God is mad at us? Well, not anymore. If you accept Christ as your Savior, if you accept his forgiveness, then, you, then God's not mad at you anymore. You, your relationship, that, that's what he said, right? Is Jesus died so that he could bring us safely home to God to give us relationship with him again. So, so if, when we accept Jesus Christ's forgiveness of our sin through his blood and his death, then we're right with God. God's not mad with us. He, he actually he wants to be with us. That's why he wanted his son to die for us. But then the third thing is this thing about eternal life. It's when we accept Jesus Christ, we get eternal life. That, you know, there are very few people in the world that really believe this is all there is. And when this body dies, it's all over. Almost everybody in the world really believes that there's something after this. When this body dies, this, this person that I am actually inside of this body is going to go on to live or something. There's some existence. Even though 
you know, they may not agree with my theology or your theology exactly. Most everybody believes there's something else after that. So what is it? You know what? That can be a scary thing, especially if you think God's mad at you or you've done a lot of bad things in your life. But when you ask God to forgive you of your sin, when you accept the sacrifice of Christ, then what happens is your sins are forgiven. You stand right with God. He's not mad, but you're in relationship with him, and you have eternal life. And so you don't have to worry about what is going to happen after this is over. No matter, no matter how many scary, even not just stories, but maybe even sermons that you've heard, you don't have to worry about what happens after this life because if, you, if you're forgiven of your sin, if Jesus Christ is your Savior, then your eternity is taken care of. There's nothing to fear anymore. You have eternal life, not death. Not, not, not fear. You have eternal life. Like we, we talked about this morning already, talking about, you know, that fear. We, we're not slaves to fear anymore because we have eternal life. And all it takes is just accepting Jesus Christ. And a lot of times I like to close sermons around here and even put it up on the screen. I don't have it for you today. But just mention Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. How do you become a Christian? How, how do you get this forgiveness of sins and, and this relationship with God so you know that he's not mad at you and eternal life? How do you get this? Here's the way I very simply, par the way I personally simply paraphrase Romans 10, 9 and 10. That if you believe Jesus Christ is exactly who he says he is, then you have eternal life. You have forgiveness. You are right with God. You have a relationship with him. If you believe he is the son of God who died on the cross of Calvary for your sin, if you just believe that and tell him you believe that, just in your heart tell him, then you're a Christian today. That's all it takes to become a Christian. That's all it takes to have the forgiveness of sins, to have a relationship, be right with God, and to have eternal life. It's to just believe Jesus is exactly who he says he is. And I hope you'll do that. If you haven't already, I hope you'll do that in this service right now, today. So let me ask you to do something with me, if you will. If you will, stand and come to the front. And uh, if you're a first-time attender, this is how we like to close service. We like to close down front with a final prayer and a final song. And if you're a first-timer, we'd love to have you join us if you feel comfortable. So just go ahead and move this way. And uh, last little comment, and we're going to have a word of prayer, and we're going to sing a last song, and, and then we might eat some more popcorn and uh, just have uh, and some seawater back there. Uh, the blue stuff they're calling seawater, I understand. So. All right, so everybody move on in, and let's get everybody out of the, out of the, out of the aisle area, you know, so everybody kind of feels like they're part of us down here. Okay, so, so let me, you know, the prayer team members are, are getting ready to, uh, to pray with you at the, at the end of the service. They're always down here in the front. Let, let me, dads, moms, grandparents, let me encourage you to do something today. You have an opportunity that you don't always have in service. You have, you have today. Because you've got your kids with you. You've got your grandkids with you. You know, they're going to be in kids. If you attend this church, every, they're going to be in kids' church. They, they won't be right here. Take advantage of this opportunity to bring your kids down front and, and, and let a prayer team member pray with you over them. School's just starting, you know, if they're having issues or, or just, just for the protection and for the rest of the school year. Take advantage of this moment because we don't, we don't have this. We don't have the opportunity to have our kids in service with us, and you got it this morning. So take advantage of that opportunity. And, and whatever need that you have, not just over your kids, but whatever need that you have, that's why the prayer team members are here right now. 
is they want to pray with you over there. They've, they've been looking forward to this moment all week long, praying about it, getting ready for the moment they get to pray with you over your needs. So, so when you're ready, just, just move forward, okay? And if you have to stand in line, that'd be a great thing. If you have to wait around, that'd be a great thing that uh, we need to pray with that many people today, okay? So let's begin right here. Jamie's going to lead us in a final song, and uh, we're going to be dismissed in just a few moments. But before we do that, let's begin right here. Let's begin with a prayer. Perhaps there's somebody that has never asked Christ to be their Savior, never asked Jesus to, to, to forgive them of their, of their sins. Then let's start right there, okay? And let's pray. And you don't have to pray what I'm saying exactly, but as I pray, you'll kind of get the gist of it, and you can just talk to God too, okay? So let's start right there, and let's pray. Come on, join us. Go ahead when you can, Jamie. Father, I love you, and I thank you, God. I thank you, Lord, that my sins are forgiven. I thank you that I'm no longer a slave to fear. I don't even have to fear what I don't know. I don't have to fear eternity, God, because, because of Jesus Christ dying for my sins. God, I thank you for all of that. I thank you, God, for the miracles. God, these miracles, these little miracles that are in church with us today, our kids and grandkids. God, I thank you for them. Thank you, Lord, you've done so many things for us. And I pray right now, God, for, for uh, every person standing here. Lord, and, and maybe especially for those, God, that maybe have never asked you to be their Savior. And today is the first time. God, I, I say with them right now, I believe Jesus Christ is exactly who he says he is. The Son of God who died on that cross to pay for my sin. So now I don't have to, but I am right with God. And he, you're not mad at me, God. You love me and you, you want me to come safely home. And, and, and my eternity is secure. And that not just this moment, but for eternity, you're going to bring me safely home to be with you for eternity, God. That I know everything is in your hand and everything is okay. And so God, for, for someone maybe that's praying that prayer for the very first time, I ask you in Jesus' name to hear them like you heard me. Hear them like you've heard everybody else that has prayed this prayer, the thousands and thousands and thousands, and forgive them, Lord, also. In Jesus' name we pray. Now, please, don't start singing until you finish praying. But can I ask you to do this also? If you just ask Jesus to be your Savior for the very first time, tell somebody, okay? You know, if you're an adult, you'd rather tell, text me or drop me a note in the offering bag. Uh, or if you want to, kids, if you want to, just, just look up to your mom and dad and say, hey, I just asked Jesus to be my Savior. But tell somebody about that, okay? You've been listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. If you have a prayer need, our prayer team and pastoral staff would love to pray with you. You can send us your prayer requests by using the email address prayer at church2911.com. If you would like to know more about our church, including information about our weekly services, please check out church2911.com. Thank you for listening. We hope you know that God has an amazing dream for you. And as always, we dare you to dream.